Yes, people, we are back. North London 40, the UK's new favourite podcast about all things NFL-related. My name is James Hamlin. My name is Inio Benigo. Welcome aboard, people, all the new listeners. Welcome to the show, all the regular listeners. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for all the great things we've heard from the pods on all of those channels that are out there. We really, 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 really appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much. Here is some really great feedback. And, and yeah, there's lots of people, new people getting into this sport, which is fantastic. Lots of great things to come over the next two hours. So big pod today, big two-parter, and it's all about... Today, <laughs> fantasy football people, fantasy football is upon us. Now, if you're thinking, oh, that sounds boring and nerdy, I'm going to turn off now, don't do that. But we're going to have a two-part podcast. We've also got our first two guests on North London 40, the first two guests in North London 40 history, two friends of ours, Joe Cohen, who I have been running a fantasy franchise with for the last few seasons now. We won our league last year. And he's going to come on. He's going to talk about our success last season and give budding fantasy players some tips, some background of the game. And he's also going to talk some Britball stuff as well. So that's fantastic. That's going to be happening in part two of the pods. And also, we're going to talk about this in a bit. Inye is the fantasy novice. Yep. He's going to be cutting his teeth. We're going to have a North London 40 team in fantasy league this season. And we're going to be doing that in our league with our buddy Justin out in Seattle, out in his league. So he's going to come on. He's going to talk about his league. And we're going to talk a little bit of fantasy with him much later in the pod. So stick around, learn some stuff. We're going to go through it, this phenomenon that is fantasy football. The reason we're doing it is drafts are starting to take place probably next week and the week after. So this is the place to find out what it's all about, when it's all about, what all the fuss is about, how to draft teams, how to get involved, how to get on that. James. Inye. Can I be can I be honest with you? I got whoa, a little whoa, bit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Before you do, is All this right. a question about if it is, it then is. yes, it I'm is. all ears. I'm, I'm super. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to be learning about fantasy football. I am the fantasy novice, and you are the don of dons, as uh, Nas would say. Oh. But you know, I've been doing a little bit of research. I'm just interested. I think the Chicago Bliss, um, especially with Stacey Jarrett as quarterback, I think would they be like? I think she would be a really good pick in the first round I don't know how you feel about that and I'm also thinking maybe in the second round I know it's it's a little high to take a defense but the Las Vegas sin they're really they're the third ranked team in the league right now I think that they I need be... photographic evidence to back up your um, draft research if you have that have uh, you had a comment on it uh, uh no um we are doing the lingerie football league aren't we that's next week ah uh... That's next week. No, the lingerie. The lo- so the lingerie league also has a fantasy draft. Uh, yes, yes, it does. I I don't know what exactly what that entails and whether people have two minutes to pick their favorite players. Let's talk about that in future pods. Let's focus on the real fantasy football, okay. the raw, well, uncut, if, if we can. But let's um let let's get a few things out of the way before we before we crack on. So just in case you don't know, you can find us on Twitter at nldn40. Mm-hmm. We're now on Mixcloud. Yes. Mixcloud forward slash NLDN40 on Mixcloud. So if you want to stream our pods and you want to like them and share them, we're now on Mixcloud. So that's really exciting. If you want to embed them on your websites. Embed them on your Facebook, embed them on your websites, please. We love we love the embed crew. Do all that. So we're on there. iTunes, of course, we're on there. Tumblr.northlondon40.com. Email northlondon40 at gmail.com as well. So you can hit us. And all the feedback we're getting from everybody is fantastic. People reaching out, people calling us, telling us they like what we're doing. But more importantly, lots of people super hyped up about the impending season. Yeah. 
And that's a great thing. And, you know, we've been slogging away the last few weeks, coming up with stuff to talk about around the season, but now it's all starting to happen, people. So so we're recording this on Wednesday. This is going to come out on Thursday. It's actually then three weeks to the start of the season. Three whole weeks. Three whole weeks. Thursday, the 5th of September, starts with defending champion New York Giants. Whoop. Taking on Tony Romo and America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Then the first proper season, NFL Sunday, Saturday 9th of September. We're having a fantasy North London 40 barbecue here as well, which is exciting. Which is exciting. So that's going to be fun. Um, Green Bay, San Francisco, that day on the Sunday. So we absolutely can't wait for that. So it's becoming close. It's coming up. Just can't wait to feel the excitement. All the training camp stuff's happening. So what we're going to plan to do is probably going to have a couple more pods between now and the start of the season. We're going to break down what's happening in our fantasy drafts. So we're going to do a big preview around some of the key matchups that are happening during the season. We'll talk about the Thanksgiving Day. There's some parties happening in London that you can go and participate in. We'll tell you about that as well around Thanksgiving. Candy yams. Candy yams, all that, all that good stuff. And, you know, other stuff too. We'll talk about so um so yeah it's a really really exciting time and then when the season starts we're going to be going weekly weekly pods breaking down all the things that happened last week and all the things that are going to happen next week we're going to try and get those out on Tuesdays so we can cover the Monday night games maybe out on a Wednesday but we're going to see we've got lives too but something to be looking forward to for absolute sure before we get into all things. We should talk about what else has been going on in the NFL over the past couple of weeks because there's been a few things. Now, our favorite TV show that exists that isn't Louis and isn't Breaking Bad Mm -hmm. that is on right now, and we spoke about this before, is Hard Knocks. Yep. Two episodes into Hard Knocks. Give us your verdict so far, Inye. I I love Hard Knocks. I think that overall it is an amazing television show. Sadly, I feel that certain teams have been scared away from it, and the Miami Dolphins are not exactly TV fodder. Let's put it that way. Why? If they were, if they were like a, a new, if this was a pilot, you wouldn't go on to make the show into a series. The characters aren't there. The coaches aren't like normally. You'd be looking for players, scrubs, the people that are on the the cutoff of making the roster. You're going to go for the human interest story. The Rocky phenomenon, if you will. You want the yep. underdog. At the same time, you also want charismatic coaches. You want people in power that you normally would not get an opportunity to know about and also sort of reminiscent of the ways when you used to play the game, so to speak. It's, it's a weird little thing, but it, it's, you're trying to look for that human interest element there. And right now with the Miami Dolphins, they just don't have it. They don't have charismatic players. The, the quarterback situation is incredibly boring. Matt Moore comes across as quite possibly the geekiest white guy ever. Um, if you go on our, uh, on our Twitter account, um, we were doing a, a live quote rundown of what people were saying during the game. And I, I think th- the quote was, hey, kid, those high whites are tight. They're looking super fresh. Oh, he does sound like he was a character that's come straight out of Electric Boogaloo 2. But I will say this. Mm. I like Joe Philbin. I like him. Really? You don't feel that like he's just like he's the equivalent of watching paint dry? I like him. I think he, yeah, I think he's a very stereotypical American football coach in a lot of ways. But I like him. 
I, I, you know, we're two episodes in, but you know, I'd like to. I'm interested to see what happens with Joe Philbin. I like him. Maybe, maybe he's got a bit of a tough. Uh, you know, like the guy before was Rex Ryan, so maybe it's a tough act to follow that you've got a charismatic NFL coach known for various dalliances. One of those which did make news this week: extreme and radical weight loss yes. for Rex Ryan. Congratulations to Rex Ryan. You are half the man you used to be, and I mean that in a purely weight thing. No dispersions on your character at all. Yeah, he lost 110 pounds in a week. Jesus. Yeah, he's he's looking. He's not looking clinically obese anymore. He's yes. now just looking like um, more of an average American. Do you know those coach? coats that the NFL coaches wear, where it's like they don't have a zip and they don't have buttons, and you just kind of put them on, and they're like the rain, like Parkers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that they were invented for NFL coaches just because they're a little roomier in the stomach. But maybe you can actually wear something that has a button or a, a zip now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I, I was thinking about this. Look, you're an American football coach. Let's pick on Rex Ryan. Yeah. You're surrounded by all those fit people. <laughs> you are constantly on TV, mm-hmm. so you're constantly in the media. Yeah. All the gym, gym equipment, mm-hmm. trainers, da-da-da-da. Yeah. How did he get that big? I don't know. Is it just because there's... Food everywhere? I don't know. We, we digress. Let, let's yeah. move on. Anyway, back to Hard Knocks. Yeah. So, drama on Hard Knocks this week. Yes. And drama in real life. Yeah. What happened? The perfect story in America was this story with Chad Johnson, formerly Chad Ochocinco. He had changed his name before he had joined the, um, the Miami Dolphins. Actually, no. Well, before he joined training camp. So, when he was first introduced on Hard Knocks, he was introduced as Chad Johnson. Yep. He's recently married a star of one of those VH1 reality... Evelyn Lasada, basketball wives, basketball, right. ex-girlfriend of Antoine Walker. This is, uh, that's how she became a basketball wife, I assume. Um, also at the same you haven't time, seen basketball wives? I, I have not seen basketball wives. Oh I, I would also like to take this moment, if uh, listeners from an, the earlier pod remember my discussion about black Twitter... Black Twitter probably Mate, is one of the it's, reasons. It's still a trending topic <laughs> since then, honestly. It's probably one of the reasons why shows like Basketball Wives... Um, Our man Gothic Football started talking about Black Twitter. <laughs> Just in a totally different way, though, but it's fine. Shout out, um, Gothic Football. There was a little altercation uh, that happened this week where Chad Ochocinco... Sorry, Chad Johnson, my apologies, was Accepted. arrested for headbutting his wife after she found a receipt for a box of condoms. So he spent, presumably... No, he spent. He definitely spent the night in jail. was released the day afterwards. And I'd say less than... 36 hours later, was cut from the Miami Dolphins. And it was all captured by the Hard Knocks peeps. Yes, it was. There was no cameras it actually inside the room when Joe Philbin um, cut Johnson from the team. There was those little sort of security mini cams. And I, I watched the, the scene earlier today alongside the whole of the second episode. And it was a little bit just, it was a little bit creepy in the sense. It was like watching earlier seasons of Big Brother and watching people have like breakdowns. It wasn't I, particularly I thought that. And I, and I thought, I'm an episode behind with Inye, but mm. the, the contrived piece in... The first episode where he wanders into the coach's meeting yeah. and stuff. It's just BS. And and, it, and if you're like, how can I get hold of Hard Knocks? How can I watch it? There's a link um, to somewhere. You might be able to watch it on our Tumblr. Yeah. You can uh, go and watch it on there and then find it. But we definitely recommend it. Apart from the fact that the only interesting player actually on the franchise is now off the franchise. Mm-hmm. So interesting to see how that 
then develops. But we're going to stick with it, Hard Knocks? Of true? course. No, definitely. I, th- I definitely think you should stick with it. And if you get the opportunity to watch it, please do, because I think it's one of the better ways... Uh, alongside uh, the excellent fantasy pod that we'll be hearing in part two, of getting to know players and getting to know positions. Yes, this is the Miami Dolphins. They will not necessarily be the biggest and best team in the NFL. But at the same time, you've got to start somewhere. The Dolphins are, you know, one of those most glamorous teams in England. The Dolphins, the Cowboys, these are teams that people have gravitated towards. And, you know, they've also got ex-Mrs. Mr. Kim Kardashian, Reggie Bush. So there's always that element. We'll see. In terms of other media personalities, favourite players that we love here on North London 40, one of our other favourite players found a new team this week. Reality star himself, mm-hmm. Terrell Owens, T.O., has just joined the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations, T.O. You actually got a team to, to actually play for. Well, potentially play for. He still hasn't made the team. He's, he's just made the roster and maybe, maybe... Let's 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 hope he makes it. Let's hope he makes it. Oh, let's see what happens to Chad Johnson. Maybe a team picks him up. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Sorry. Uh, just to go back to T.O. Uh, sure. He, he actually starred in NBC's new comedy, uh, Matthew Perry comedy, called Game On. He has a little cameo in that. And they make a joke about him playing for the Indoor Football League, so he's already one-upped his uh, acting career already. I'm not sure we can endorse that show as a whole. It sounds totally whack. It is But horrible. like, But... If T.O.'s on there, fantastic. Okay, so what else is going on? So we're in the midst of preseason. Mm-hmm. Preseason games happening all the time. Let's give a quick North London 40 disclaimer to, to the preseason. It's not essential that you watch it. No, no. But save your time. Go hang out. Uh, do other stuff because... You know, with the time difference, it's going to be... It's it's not necessarily tough to watch some of the games on a Sunday or potentially on a Monday or even this season on a Thursday. But, yeah, you can give the preseason a miss. Just go on NFL.com, watch a couple of highlights. Especially right now, this early into the preseason, these games don't matter. So just so that you know, what the teams are doing right now is they have... 49 players or 45 players, whatever it is. Again, you can never hold us to statistical accuracy on the pod, people. That's not why we're here. And right now in camp, they have 90 players that they can pick from and whittle down and basically go through. So they use the preseason games to play all these players. So the regular superstars will play for the first or second series. That's where you see the likes of Eli Manning, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and then they go sit down, then in everybody else plays. Yeah. And they try stuff plays. out and they they want to see things. It's not the best. It's not the best game at all. So but if you if you were into it and you want to see it, great pile in there and stuff, but we're not gonna be breaking down too much in the preseason too much, but it's going on. We should say one thing though, Andrew Let's Luck uh on his first pass through a touchdown. He did, and so did Peyton Manning. Oh, not I didn't this not this preseason when he did for the Colts as oh, well. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's uh, some history repeating themselves right there. There you go. Um, in other news, this hit, anything that comes at our city, the city that we are repping, hits us hard, people. <laughs> the St. Louis Rams, who well, became unofficially mm-hmm. the team of North London 40 because they signed up to play in our great city for the next three seasons, mm-hmm. three-year deal. They've whiffed years two and three. Yeah, we, we, we christened them the St. London Rams we did. Uh, on, on the last pod, and uh, they've gone ahead and thrown it back into our face. 
who knows why? Well, we know why, but it's it's a little bit geeky to get into. But uh, it's a shame where they're going to be playing this October against the Patriots. Definitely go and support the the Patriots at least, and then um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Potentially, this could be an opportunity that we could get better teams to come and play. Um, personally, I always thought the St. Louis Rams. I, I now sound like a uh, like a jilted girlfriend, but I, <laughs> I thought that the St. Louis Rams weren't exactly the best team to try and um, get Londoners that weren't necessarily into the NFL to come round because I feel that you should follow the example of where, for example, the Italian Super Cup, which would be the equivalent of like the Community Shield, that is played in China, that's been played in Greece, it's been played in other countries. Yes, it's not a particularly important game, but at the same time, it's a showcase of two better teams. And I understand that it's very difficult for the NFL um, to let two of their, like an, an important game between two uh, playoff caliber teams um, be played in London, but I do think that you know maybe to have two East Coast teams play, or or at least have a team that is willing to maybe lend itself or its identity towards Londoners. It's true, but anyway, let's, that's more in the future. 2012, end of October, St Louis Rams, New England Patriots will be here in the city. We'll be doing a special pod around that, of course. It's it's going to be NFL crazy this whole weekend here. Of that, we can guarantee that's been most of the stuff that's been going on and there's been a bunch of other stuff going on as well but i think you know without further ado we need to start talking about it's time people so (laughs) fantasy football and again don't switch off and don't think i'm not interested we're going to help you through that right so let's just talk a little bit about fantasy football what it is why it is why it matters We've spoken a little bit about it on previous pods, but don't compare it to Premier League, fantasy football, or the football pools. This is a totally different animal. So this is where you go in leagues against your friends and you draft out of all the players in the NFL and go against each other. This isn't a Sun Premier League where everybody picks David Silva every week and then you do this and it's boring. It's totally different. It's team versus team. The draft is crucial, free agency is crucial, and you play against each other week by week to pick up wins, and then you then then you go to the title game. Now, you could be thinking, I don't have a clue what any of this means. We're going to help you. In part two of the pod, we've got some fantasy experts, well, people that know more than we do. Anyway, that's, yep. that's for sure. Um, coming over from the pond, coming over... Across the pond. Across the ponds. From the, the pond. From, well, from, originally from the <laughs> pond and some across the pond. Um, <laughs> to talk to pond like us. And they're, they're going to be giving you a little bit more information. But let's go into it. So if you want to get into this, so just let's just draw a quick distinction. A lot of you will watch NFL football on Sky Sports. Thoroughly endorse it. Shout out to everyone at Sky Sports. Yep. It's a great way to watch American football on Sunday. Of course, it's the second best way to watching it on the red zone. But the red zone is powered by Sky Sports, so it's the same kind of thing anyway. Yeah. So they offer a fantasy league option. Now, it's slightly different to the fantasy that we're going to be talking about. So that's, But it's a good way to get into it. So it's every week you go in, and that's the salary-capped version of fantasy football, where each week you pick players against the salary cap for that particular week. Mm-hmm. If you've never played fantasy football before and you think, I just want to get into it to see how it works, it's probably a good way to get into it. Yeah. On the NFLUK.com website, there's links on how to do that. Try a week randomly here and there, pick some players, see how you're getting on. 
That's a good way to get in. We're talking about the whole league, people. You know, we're following the mob deep example. Ain't no such thing as halfway fantasy football players. Hell no. So, how do you play fantasy football? Well, most of the best organizations that run leagues that you can join, you can join different leagues, you can join leagues with your mates. Have you CBS Sports the last few years? NFL.com have a function as well that you can use. Yahoo Sports, there's lots of websites out there. So this season, just to talk about our plans for this, I'm going to be representing my team, Wolf and Stowe Dogs, again this season. And Joe from Wolf and Stowe Dogs is going to be on later, so we're going to be running that team. We've got a title to defend. But we're also going to set up a North London 40 team. Mm-hmm. In the A, total fantasy football novice. The only bit of fantasy football knowledge I have is coming from watching the TV show The League, but that doesn't have any tips in there at all. AKA novice. <laughs> so, so we're going to be running a team in that, and we're going to be sharing our joys and successes in that how we get we've got our draft coming up in two weeks today so we're going to be prepping for that we're going to be getting NA up to speed with what to do the do's and don'ts of fantasy football so we can draft a team hopefully we're successful and we can share with the wins and the losses and the ups and the downs as the season goes on so that's basically what we're going to do so in case you don't know what fantasy football league is basically here's a quick rundown so you do a draft of players and you pick skill position players. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, a defense and a kicker. You pick these, they make a team and then they combine points weekly. The different point configurations are different for each league slightly. But if you think about it, you get points for touchdowns, rushing yards, passing yards, defensive touchdowns, kicking points, etc., etc. So... The better your players do, the more fantasy points they accumulate. Now, you may look at players and you may think, he looks good. Is he a great fantasy player? Doesn't always work out that way. But if you want to look at the best players in fantasy football for last year, they're quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. And quarterbacks, sorry, just a. Dumb it down just a little bit more. Quarterbacks sure. are for the people, the uninitiated. Quarterbacks are the people that they'll receive the ball at the snap and they'll usually throw it or hand it off. To wow, a you are dulling it down. I, like, yeah. I am, but just very quickly, I'll just like add that. Okay, All right. Sorry. Okay, continue. no, that's fine. That's fine. So those guys are the the trigger man, the guy that gets the ball in every play. They get the most amount of points. They do it. Then it's followed by running backs. Running backs are very important in fantasy football. So last season, the top scorers in Fantasy League football were LaShawn McCoy, Ray Rice towards the end of the season, Arian Foster. Wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, which huge last season. Tight ends, our man, Gronk, was the number one tight end last season in Fantasy football. So lots of the stars that you know are also Fantasy Football League stars. So the skill is you want to draft these players in a round against your friends but then also making sure you get the best players through the rounds. Picking up players as you go, because everybody's want to get the best players. Mm-hmm. Getting players that no one else has to then combine and build up your score. That's generally how it works. You then play every week against each other teams, get towards the end of the season, and then play against each other. That's fantasy football. So the drafts are coming up now. Everybody's doing their research. Everybody's looking at what's what, what to do, who to do, all that type of stuff. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that. So number one player for 2012, universally by all the experts, is rated as Arian Foster. 
for the Houston Texans. Across the board, is rated as the number one pick, so he's going to be going as the number one pick across the board. But also quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, running backs to Sean McCoy, Ray Rice, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. These are the types of guys that you want to be drafting. These are the guys that you want to like spearhead your team. These are the anchormen. You're right. So that's generally how it works. Also, as the season goes on, you can trade players. Mm-hmm. Trade players amongst other teams. Pick up players in free agency. It's a great point about it. We've got the draft coming up. <coughs> if you do a draft, it's a terrible draft, and you turn around and you go, all right, F this. I can't be bothered to carry on. We'll talk about it a little bit later when Joe when he comes on the pod, but you can still win a title if you have a terrible draft. Two of the four best wide receivers in fantasy football last season were Victor Cruz, undrafted. Jordy Nelson, undrafted. Players that came on later in the season, players that then picked things up, players that you could then do things with later on the season. But that's the exciting thing about it. The NFL is now in a place where lots of different players are coming out of nowhere. You know, coming Victor Cruz, no one had heard of him. You know, six months ago, and then he becomes an all-star. So these are the exciting things about fantasy football. Also, there's bargains. Last year, Rob Gronkowski was picked in the 17th round. Antonio Brown was picked in the 13th round. These things can happen. And all you guys out there, all you would-be fantasy GMs, you've all got your theories, and we'll listen to the theories later from those guys around who the best players are, but also it's not the... Who you think are the best players, it's where you think you want to pick them up. Um, would you say that um, that because of fantasy football, it means that players that go on to become stars, that like let's say, for example, you can have players that are, are very big fantasy stars that aren't necessarily big NFL stars. It kind of, it kind of adds an extra element of like parity to the league again in terms of who becomes famous. You're absolutely right. So what you can find is a guy that will score lots of points at a team that doesn't get lots of press. So say, for example, before he blew his knee out, Mm -hmm. Trent Richardson of the Cleveland Browns was looking to be a highly drafted running back. Cleveland won't get any press or anything like that, but he's going to get the ball. Once he's fit, he's going to be getting the ball, right? Versus someone like a Tom Brady that everybody knows about. Mm -hmm. But a Tom Brady is great but everybody wants to pick him. So you then work down and you work down. So you're trying to find those guys, as you say. There's guys out there with profile, but, you know, our favorite players, Rob Gonkowski, Terrell Owens, Tim Tebow, they're not necessarily the best fantasy players, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, but this is a huge profile-raising exercise for every NFL player Mm -hmm. because every pundit in America has a fantasy team. Yeah. And everybody, the popularity of fantasy is absolutely huge. It gets called out by the commentators. It's a real relevant thing. And when you start to see trash time touchdowns and broken plays and stuff that you think that they don't matter, some of the fantasy implications can be absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's a lot of money on the line. Right? People, people pay a lot of money to take part in these leagues. So lots of things can happen. That's for absolute sure. And that's the exciting piece. So, yeah, it's all about fantasy, people. It's all about... Really excited. Can't wait for it. One downside, and this happens every year. And, you know, I don't moan about it. Just get on with it. But, you know, 
end up performing semi-inebriated. My fantasy draft yeah. always takes place on Sunday night at Carnival. Ooh. See, that's tough. For me, Carnival's like adult Christmas. I, I, I don't know how you've gone this far with... Do, do, you, do you draft drunk? Is that? Do you maybe plan out everything beforehand? Or D&D, do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and yes, I do plan it out beforehand, but there's only so much planning that you can do. Yeah. But it's always a breakneck race to come back from the festivities of Carnival. Mm. To then actually have to run back, get in front of your computer, get set, get sorted, and you know, get ready to go. But you get used to it. You adapt. Mm. And for all of you that say, why, why are they talking about Carnival on the Sunday? It's just a Monday. If you do not go to Carnival on the Sunday, you are missing out. First of all, it, okay, it may be Children's Day, but there are still tons of ad- well, Children's Day during the floats and the Carnival element itself. But th- all the sound systems are there. It's a lot less busy than it is on the Monday. You get drunk on the Sunday, then you can decide whether or not you want to go on the Monday. It, like it, so much pressure is alleviated. Instead of having a Sunday roast or sitting in a sunny pub, go down to West London, go have a little skank and a rave on the Sunday, and then decide to go back on the Monday. Because let's be honest, rampage on a Monday—that's that's that's tough. It's it's painful. Always go Sunday. Mm-hmm. Always YOLO within an inch of my life. Yes. Always plan to go back Monday. Yeah. Never do. Well, see, that's it. You've you've got the Monday to rest up. You've got the Monday to look over your uh, your fantasy draft. Exactly. uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out my starting lineup mm -hmm. most of the next day. Definitely. To be fair, trying to figure out who's who and position and stuff like that. But really excited about Carnival this year. Yeah. Can't wait. Some people were missing last year. I think they're back this year. Yeah. Rampage is back this year. Norman, I th- no, yeah, Norman is. Norman couldn't last year because he couldn't afford it and I have no idea if he could or couldn't but this is also the same year where he released a um, mix CD for sale earlier on in the year. It was a bit of a shame that he couldn't get enough money. Big Norman at Carnival fan. Love it. See, I've never actually been and I, I don't know why but I, uh, to me, I probably because you're 10 years younger than me probably. but but you know what it has its critics the house of fire that he puts the records for is unique mm-hmm. never heard so many of your favorite records of all time with a bumped it bumped it bumped it laid over the top of it <laughs> but you know what you're th- always three tunes away from hearing an absolute killer i love it Last year's carnival was fantastic. Shout out to Davy Boy Smith. But you know what? Without, yeah, shout without, out to <laughs> Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> without, without, without Norman being there, it wasn't quite the same. So really, really looking forward to him coming back. It's um, going to be great. Yeah, no, that, sh- that should be good. Rampage is back because we didn't have rights this year. Also, Nasty Love, a very good sound system that does a lot of the new and old stuff and has amazing and i mean absolutely amazing 10 year old djs like completely blew me away in fact like i was just thinking back to my first ever carnival i'm actually a bit of a late starter right um i went the first year that michael jackson died and we turned up incredibly late on the saturday because sorry on the sunday because the saturday was my birthday okay and uh turned up and only got about it was also the first year they closed early, so probably turned up for about half an hour of them just playing Michael Jackson tunes. And, you know, screw it. Ain't uh, mad at that. Yeah, that that's definitely what got me into Carnival. Fair Yeah, no, it's it's coming upon us. We can feel it. Carnival plus fantasy plus draft plus preseason plus Oof. NFL approaching. Excitement. 
Yeah, yeah. The Olympics is a distant memory. Uh, how, how was the Olympics for you? We didn't even talk about that. Uh, mixed feelings mm-hmm. on certain parts of it. I yeah. think, you know, uh, I think the tic- ticketing side of it was an absolute pain in the bum. Yeah. And, you know, that was unfortunate the way that that was handled. And, you know, not a lot of people got to go to what they wanted to go to. So that was kind of a shame. But it was amazing. You went to a, you went to a couple of events, didn't you? What events did you go to? I did. I I went to see the basketball. Yep. Went to see a few basketball games. Team USA. Mm-hmm. I went to see volleyball. Went to see beach volleyball. Yes. I went to see some other stuff. You know what? It was fantastic. You know, as you know, on this pod, we are behind London in everything that they do. Uh, London did a great job. It was a brilliant, brilliant thing. Definitely. Absolutely sure. Despite the fact there wasn't any NFL in yeah. the Olympics, we're working on that. Well, to, well, we're working on that within reason. There's a reason why there isn't, or a couple of good reasons. Well, they try and keep the athletes under 10,000. If you have countries <laughs> competing for... Um, True. For, uh, yeah, the uh, NFL, that's rosters. What about flag great. football? Maybe. But I'd, I'd, to be honest, and this sounds weird, I'd, I'd really like unisex flag football in the Olympics. Because I think that if you're going to have... Like, why separate it at that point? I, it doesn't become necessarily a thing of if you have the equal amount of women to men and you have the women guard the men. Sorry, the women guard the women and the men guard the men. Why not have it as unisex at that point? I like it. I like it. Done. Let's yeah. let's let's make it happen. True. Let's make it happen. No, that was great. It was great. It was uh yeah, good part of the summer. Mm-hmm. Pre NFL, of course. Yeah. Two chains, LP. What do you think? Two chains. Yeah, it was good. See, I, it's really, really. I've just waffled on about two chains before this, and then What's wrong with that. Nothing on the mic, but yeah, no, it was it was a decent album. This summer is, you know, Rick Ross is just on the cover of Rolling Stones, and his album actually came out the week before. What do you think of that? I like it. It's pretty good. I think that ultimately we're getting a little bit fatigued with a lot of the rappers right now. I think that we've had a solid six months of a lot of Rick Ross fatigue. and two ch- yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fatigue. Um, so, so yeah, so by the time that these two actually released their albums, I was a little bit sick and tired. Not sick and tired, but I wasn't as excited as I would have been for a Kanye album or something else, which, you know, there's the right amount of anticipation and singles beforehand. The Kanye album got pushed back as well. Um, yep. It's no longer Cruel Summer. It's probably going to be Cruel Autumn by the time it's out. But, uh, you know, if, it, if uh, it... Do you know why it got pushed back? Why? Can't compete with the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's the... That's and it. Fantasy Drafts and Carnival. True. Uh, yeah, it's too much excitement going on for you to do anything. Carnival right tune of 2012 at this carnival. Um, do you mean, like, UK, like, all over Carnival? Or do you mean, like, actual, like, Soka or Dance Hall or... All over. Um, probably, and this is a bit of a weird one. What if the, if the North London Forty listeners are going to Carnival, mm-hmm. or they we're convincing them to go to Carnival? Yeah. What track should they l- listen out for and say, right, okay, this is going to be the real heater? Okay, I, I I do think Carnival is not as, and especially because of the way that music is, I think Carnival's more reactive than proactive. So I do think it's going to be Devanger's Oliver Twist. I think, you know, it was number one three months ago. I think that it's still blowing up in the clubs. There's still, there's a Stylo G remix uh, where he just basically sings more ganja, more ganja, and that's that's going to be big. And you're going to hear that simple sort of like house, dun, 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 uh, See, I don't like that. Why not? You you want something you want something to dagger to? Is that what it is? 
Do you know what I want to hear at Carnival at every sound system, which I know I'm not going to hear at, here at Norman? My favourite tune of 2012. Kanye West, <laughs> See, that was my impression what's, of... What's that? It's, uh, it's from a dance hall, um, old 7-inch. I've forgotten who it's by, but like it's basically like a dub, so like you play it whilst you're clashing another sound system. Um, I want to hear my tune of 2012, Kanye West, Mercy. Yeah, see, that's going to sound amazing on a really good sound system. That's that what I want to hear all day. Uh, just that on repeat. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that. <laughs> no Frank Ocean? Yes, uh, give me some of that too. That would be pretty good. See, this is why we should ta- we should start. We should have uh, when the the Saint formerly Saint London Rams now the Saint Louis Rams. The, the that Patriots lot. Play, yeah, yeah. At the tailgate, we should set up a sound system and we should play music and bring Carnival and the NFL together. We should. We should. We should. We absolutely should. We absolutely should. Yeah, that would be a really good idea. But I'll tell you what um, song I want to hear at Carnival. Actually, what song I want to hear at Carnival okay. more than anything else, which will kick ass at Carnival. You're just a fantasy. That never gets old. Right. I really do hope I do. That's the sort of thing you hear at Norman. <laughs> absolutely, love, absolutely love that shit. Lots of stuff going on, people. So anyway, we're coming close to the end of part one of this pod. We're going to flip over into part two. We've got some guests. They're going to be talking a lot more in depth about fantasy. They know more about fantasy than we do. Yep. So we're going to leave, bring those guys in and let them talk about it and give you some more pearls of wisdom around who to draft, who not to draft, and who to get involved with. So... We've whetted your appetite here in part one of the pod. We'll see you in part two.